0: Of Filler Podcast. I am your host, Jason Katarski, and you know what? Andy Lennox isn't with us today. He's off doing big boy work. Well, I'm here with my good friend and special guest, Mr. Philip DuBerry. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? Very well. Very well. Good. So I wanted to have you on the show uh for a couple reasons. One of them being that we have worked recently on a fun little game together called Fidelitas. <laughs> yeah. And the other is because you're a cool guy who's put out some other great games. (laughs) Um, And uh, because you have a lot going on right now it's not just games that you have already put out but it's games that are coming up so i thought that would give us some neat stuff to talk to and then at the end i want to hear your recommendations about some of your favorite filler games because this is what the show is all about it's about those great little games that are easy to teach that are replayable that bring all kinds of different people together around the table that are good on the go that's what we talk about does that sound good to you sure sure awesome awesome so first let's talk about fidelitas excellent so this game we worked on together it's on kickstarter now and um as of right now we are pushing towards 1400 backers it's the first release from my company green couch games <laughs> um and this is the commercial portion of the show is what this feels w- like but <laughs> <laughs> um but i just wanted to th- this seems to be a different type of game than you the regular philip debarry fair so um I don't know. Talk about a little bit about how this has been a different process for you, because right. we're working on you. You, you have Revolution and Cordier and Canalis are board games, Kingdom of Solomon. They're, they're there's bigger, chunkier games. Not not the heaviest games on earth, right? Right. But um, but they're chunkier than this little portable, throw it in your pocket card game we've been working on. So talk a little bit about how that's been different for you to work on this game.
1: Right. Sure. Well, the I mean the first difference obviously is that uh, this is the first game I've ever had a co-designer code on, and we've we've worked together on this and. Um, Really, it's it's more like a sixty forty kind of thing in your favor, I think. But uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, that's been kind of interesting, and it's been a very positive experience, and uh, you've been great to work with. Um, so what I feel is. I feel like we really benefited from each other's uh, input, and uh, you, I think you can see that in the game. Um, so it's it's different from other games that I've made, but it's also not different because I think there are some of those those elements that I really love in games um, that are in there and so I mean for for example the theme is very similar to you know it's about a revolution so hey I I know that theme Uh, that's that's close to my heart and then uh, I mean it's all about uh, you know kind of controlled chaos of of uh, manipulating things behind the scenes and I mean that's kind of a that hits me right, right in the middle of the eyes too. And so, um, but, but at the same time, it is shorter, and uh, it's, it's been neat. It's been fun. The uh, working on a shorter game is is kind of a, its own unique challenge because you have to try to cram so much into a smaller and smaller space. But it's that's been fun. I, I think I've learned quite a bit in the process.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. Do you think that you ever see yourself like until I came along right like and that's just what I do for some reason I just go straight for the card games because uh that's just what I what I what I really enjoy creating but do do you feel like I mean maybe maybe you have some prototypes I've never seen but like would you ever just think I'm gonna make a card game like has that ever been something that that has like just specifically been a goal of yours
1: well I don't know if it's specifically been a goal but I um I have made one or two things that you haven't seen and um Actually, I just made a new thing over the weekend. That's that's a, a small little card game. Um, but, uh, so yeah, that's definitely, you know, on the horizon. That's that's a possibility. Well, that's
0: cool, man. I'm I'm excited to hear more about that in the future. <laughs> You're always working, man. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what, um, just what do you like about Fidelitas, like specifically as a game?
1: So I, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, my favorite filler games later on. And I, I'm, I think Fidelitas is gonna be right up there. You know, once we get into it and play it <laughs> even more, I it, I really enjoy playing it. I mean, just still after playing it for you know as many times as we played it, I still really like it. And uh, I mean, it's it's just the kind of game I want to play. Um, you know, you're just you're you're moving stuff around and um, you're, you're always trying to figure out, you know, what are my chances of getting this mission done and how you know, how close am I? How is this going to work? And maybe, you know, maybe I need to switch gears and go some other direction, or maybe I just need to try to get a bunch of cards. And I love making those decisions. And, and uh, and some of the cards, you know, work together kind of in a different way. And I like that too. And, and, uh, I don't know. I think it's neat.
0: Yeah. You know, that's, that totally makes sense. Cause when you play revolution, there's, there's, there's tension in that game. And when you play courtier, there's this push and pull of kind of influencing the different, the different, uh, uh, characters, mm-hmm. so so you see some of that. Like it, it's puzzly, like you know, they're trying to trying right. to put it all together, and that back and forth, that push and pull, kind of comes through in Fidelitas too. So that that makes sense. Those are elements that that you'd be into. Um, so but let's back up just a little bit though. You you uh your first game was was Revolution, right, from Steve Jackson Games, and it so, kind of yeah. was a was a big hit, like one of those like Game in the Convention 2009. It's like <laughs> one of those one yeah. of those games that should be in everybody's collection. Uh, which I just stumbled on like almost a year after we became friends. Like, I played it for the first time. I'd never played any of your other games, and now it's up there, and I, I love it. It's one of my favorite games. <laughs> um, But, like, so so that was your first, was that your first game design?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I, that's That was my first, I guess i call it, real, you know, real effort. Like, it's a serious kind of thing that I really tried to do. I made plenty of games before then, but they weren't very good, and people didn't like to play them, so... <laughs> <laughs> listening,
0: people listening. didn't like to play them that's uh that's always this a tough one, this realization one is you
1: know, when i made revolution my family were like all right let's play it again okay uh-huh. let's play it again and i was like this is weird what's going on
0: yeah what a good feeling when they kind of right? when, when people yeah. get on board and you're like yeah there's something to this
1: yeah i just knew there was something different about that one
0: awesome so so what what was it like you were i imagine you played some games before you started designing games you were kind of doing were you doing stuff like the, the, the traditional story of, like, I played some Settlers and some yeah, other games. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. That's my story. I actually started into uh, access and Allies. I was a big fan of that ever since I was a teenager. And then, but yeah, I, I um, got introduced to the uh, Settlers of Catan, actually as a filler game, kind of, you know. Cause access <laughs> and Allies is like four or five hours. So, sure. you know, Settlers is a filler game in that environment. And um, and so, yeah, I, then I immediately just got, you know, crazy hooked on the whole whole thing and and um, dove in
0: wow yeah yeah that's cool so what was that moment that like um what was that thing i guess that made you want to shift from just being a guy who liked playing access and allies and playing you know settlers and exploring different games to wanting to design them
1: well like i said just you know the, coming up with uh, the idea for revolution and then seeing the uh, response that it got uh, that was i mean that was a major uh, major thing there so
0: that was just like a like hey, I have this idea. I might as well see if it goes anywhere kind of a thing.
1: Right, right. And then uh and then the response was incredibly good. <laughs> and so that I mean that that really fuels you. You know, when you see people really enjoying your game, you think this I I could I could maybe do this. This is it was neat.
0: That's awesome. So
1: tell me a little bit about
0: that. Like I mean, what how, how does that happen when somebody um ends up with a game right you, you you self-publish you handmade like a few copies of revolution originally right right yes and then and the next thing you know hey steve jackson games the publishers of munchkin you know like <laughs> uh, come along and they they want to put out your game like how did that happen
1: yeah that's the uh, as i'm finding out that that never happens uh, <laughs> it was just uh, one of those amazing things you know I, I just, uh, I made like 30 copies of this game by myself, um, you know, cutting and pasting and all this stuff and, and sold them on the internet. And one of them I sold to this guy in Texas who I didn't even know named Phil Reed. And then he calls me up and says, yeah, I work for Steve Jackson games and we want to make a game. And um, I hadn't, you know, I'd heard of Steve Jackson games, but I, I it's not like I was a big fan or anything. I didn't really know that much about them. Uh, I was even still pretty new into the hobby and, and i didn't know a lot of the big players and and uh so but of course i thought well you know how could this go wrong so yeah i'll do it but but yeah it turns out it was just one of those magic moments
0: and that that's really cool so now now here you are several years later with that game and there's been um an expansion was initially released the palace right which is a five and six player expansion
1: Sure. yep. And,
0: and then this year at GenCon there was a new expansion. What's that one all about?
1: Right. That one's called Anarchy, and we've been working on that one for a couple <laughs> of years now. And I just uh... have
0: to interrupt you for a second, Philip, because <laughs> like if you meet Philip Devery listeners in person, like. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't seem like the type of guy that would be like the scheming, behind the scenes,
1: anarchist,
0: yeah. like hidden agenda kind of guy. Um, so it just, I love that like his game is revolution and now yep. Fidelitas and then he comes out with anarchy. So anyways. Yeah, no, that's,
1: that's what's going on behind the scenes. You will never know it
0: if I'm after you until it's all over. So You're just, always you sizing up happens. the room and trying to
1: figure out a way to get the advantage. <laughs> that is totally my MO.
0: Okay, so tell me more about anarchy.
1: So, all right, Anarchy um, introduces some negative buildings into the game. So there's like a jail and an insane asylum in the middle of the board now, and you can you can put your other people into those places, and if they win those, it's negative 30 points at the end of the game. Oh, wow. Which is kind of neat. And it's also got an extra space on the, uh, the bidding board that is the, uh, the Anarchist, which basically lets you get any of the other uh, spaces, even if they've already been bid on. And so you can just do anything you want if you get that one.
0: Awesome! Yeah, that sounds really cool. I I didn't get get to grab one of those at Gen Con because I actually
1: they, didn't either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they sold out pretty quick, so that's always yeah. a good thing. Is that hitting
1: stores sometime soon? I think it's supposed to be out in October.
0: Oh, great, great! That's very cool. Uh, yeah, so that's coming out. And this last couple years, um, what what are some of the games that have that have come out since uh, Revolution that you're responsible for?
1: Well uh first was Kingdom of Solomon, that was by Minion Games, and then um then Courtier and then uh Canalis and then um and at Origins this year uh we had uh, Family Vacation by Jolly Roger Games.
0: Yeah, that's and that one is fun. Uh I, I picked <laughs> I picked that one up and it's like the light family game.
1: Yeah, and it's a family game. It's good to play with your kids. My kids love to play it.
0: Totally. And that's My my wife and I played it, and we had a good time with it, but then I thought, you know, this is going to be so much fun in a few years when Claire's a little bit older to kind of explore. Like, you know, we love going on road trips. We love, you know, camping and traveling. So, like, being able to kind of help her with geography and, and all that will be a really cool thing with that game. Um, Yeah, So, and then just uh, today you have a new big project at launch. Why don't you tell us uh, just a little bit about that one? <laughs>
1: Alright, um, right, so my uh, new project today is Skyway Robbery, and that just launched on Kickstarter just uh, about an hour and a half ago, something like that, and um, it's not a filler game at all. It's about <laughs> 60 to 90 minutes, and it's got this huge board and lots of cards, and it's a basically Ocean's Eleven meets Steampunk, kind of a heist game, uh, all kinds of pieces and, and things, and the box is really big, and um, it's it's I don't know, it's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, it looks it looks beautiful, man. The, I saw the board and it's gigantic. <laughs> oh my goodness! And then you have tons of great artists that have been enlisted to kind of help with this, including Jackie Davis, who also yeah. worked on Fidelitas. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you gotta give gotta give her some props. Did That's she right. do the Did she do the main board?
1: Uh actually I think Dan May did that. Oh the Dan May
0: did? Okay, wow. There's man, there's just like the way this There's
1: a lot of good talent on this game. I and it's amazing.
0: And they seem to fit together really well too, you know, like which is which is really cool that those I think artists it's really kinda... worked hard at
1: uh, getting everybody's style kind of dialed into the the same wavelength, I guess.
0: Yeah, well it's it's a very pretty game and it's a fun theme and even though it's an hour to an hour and a half we'll still talk about it. And I uh, and I I'm going to plan to play it. I think I was one of the first few backers on that t- uh today. So That's fun. I'm pr- I'm pretty excited about that. Um so let's let's kind of talk about what we like to talk about on this show, um, which is fillers, these great little games, right? So what um in your mind um makes we'll just start more broad. Like what makes a great game in general, Philip?
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, there's lots of different ways you can you can go at that. You know, there's there are some games that are... There's lots of games that are fun, but they're fun for different reasons. And so um, it's really elusive to try to pin that down and say, well, this is the only way a game can be fun. Everybody's got their own favorite, you know, things that, that are fun. But, um, I, yeah, I don't know exactly what makes a game fun. If I really knew that, I you know, I could be even more successful. Um, <laughs> well, what about... Hey, you just have to kind of play around and 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 yeah. Yeah,
0: I yeah, that's that's an acceptable answer. Like I, <laughs> I I think just playing around like is half the fun, right? Experiencing different types of games and like learning about you know new games. Like if it's a little bit different, that makes it a good game to me because I'm like I'm totally excited about a new idea that I just you know have, have experienced
1: or something. Maybe it's like, like that. maybe it's like something about you know something surprising. I have sort of come to this idea recently. Huh. It's like if there's some kind of surprising thing. It's almost like what makes a good joke, you know? Well, it's something that you didn't expect was going to happen. You know, if you're if you're waiting for that's why if you're waiting for something or expecting something it's not as funny, but you know, if somebody catches you off guard a little bit then you know, that can be really funny. Oh yeah. That's... And I you know, that, I think a game can do that. A game can catch you off guard and something that you didn't even consider could happen happened and and it's just like this cool moment.
0: Yeah, that yeah, moments. Those are those are those are things that like I love to look for in a game like what is the what is the moment when I realized that I liked this game? what was that thing that happened was it like me getting like the heartbeat started going when I was rolling the dice you know and just like just hoping that I would get that roll or or uh, when I pull off a cool maneuver to to score something like yeah moments kind of that added the experience like really really worked for me um and really. I mean, depending on how long that game is, you can be a short game and have one cool moment in it, and it makes it worth it for me. Right. Um, but what about fillers? Like, what, in your eyes, makes a good filler game? Do you like filler games? Is that something you play yeah, regularly?
1: Yeah, I, I was looking through my collection uh, a little while ago and, and thinking, well, what what filler games do I like? And I did come up with about three of them. Do you want me to just, like, tell you what they are? Or how to... Yeah, let's talk about one at a time here. All right, so uh, I guess this... As quickly as I thought about this, my I guess my number three is a game that I got recently called. Uh, it's Agricola, all creatures big and small. Yeah, that's I mean that's a filler I think. That's a pretty quick or just for two players, but uh, you know it's like all the fun of Agricola, but boiled down into this this nice little package, nice little experience, and um, I I enjoy that.
0: That's cool. Um, yeah, I actually recently picked that one up too, and I haven't played it yet, but it's and the reason I picked it up is because I loved Agricola the couple times I played it. And for the last three years, it's sat on the shelf, unopened. <laughs> because yeah. it's so much set up. It's bigger than my table.
1: Right, it's, it's really big. <laughs> and it's hard to explain it to new people. And, yeah, but, uh, and, you know, this All Creatures Big and Small, it's in a smaller box. It's not pocket size, but, um, uh, you know, you could take it with you to a picnic or something, maybe.
0: Absolutely. So is that the kind of game that you, who would you, who would you bring that game out with?
1: Is that we, something that, just... um, I mean I wouldn't bring that out with everybody, but you know, if the, if people are generally into games, I would bring that out maybe. Okay.
0: Yeah, so somebody who's already into games, if you maybe don't have a lot of time, maybe you only have one other person to play with kind of a thing. Okay, that's a that's a good recommendation.
1: Alright, um, so my my number two is uh, Pirate Dice or Liar's Dice, I guess is more widely known. I have the like Pirates of the Caribbean version which are these gnarly looking cups and, and the dice have a little skulls on them which are pretty cool awesome so i i actually have two copies of it so i have I, we can play up to eight players which it no longer becomes a filler game at that point but um this, <laughs> but this one you know the the standard one is usually about you know three or four players and you just you got five dice and um you're trying to guess how many there are total and it, it keeps upping like i think there's five sixes well i think there's six sixes well i think there's seven sixes and eventually you get to the point where you know you, you can't go that high and so somebody has to challenge and you reveal and see how many everybody has and um i that game is just really fun i i like that it's it's almost like uh, the same feeling i get playing like poker or something but it's a lot uh it's a lot uh, quicker and this game i've taken to like uh you know church events and stuff people who don't play games at all and they love this game and i like it too and so we uh, this it's been very successful in lots of different uh different uh, venues
0: yeah you know that's that's i'm glad you mentioned that game uh like that game i think that in my opinion is one of the one of the best games of all time just because of its simplicity and like lack of like you know components you can each use five dice in, in the palm of your hand and it's better experience than you know like yahtzee where you're just seeing what you roll you know you get to do that bluffing thing um and you're right it does it works in a ton of different situations and that's probably why like so many different iterations have been kind of built around that game um you know the the i have the the richard borg version that was nominated for the or that won the spiel Dejar. um milton bradley i think put it out and and it just kind of was like cons. he essentially won an award for consolidating and tightening up like an official rule set which is that's an amazing trick but uh <laughs> yeah um such a good game and it, and it's such a fun experience and like and, like, you, you get to learn something about the people you're playing with, you teach them very quickly, and everybody's in. And it has, like, every turn is one of those moments that we were talking about earlier.
1: Right, and even kids can play it, and it's like, you know, they'll say wacky stuff, but, you you know, you don't know if you're going to call them or not because they might be right. And
0: uh... <laughs> Totally. And, you know, I don't know that I ever want to play this game with you. Philip, now that I, <laughs> I don't know if you can be trusted ever. <laughs> I love that you said uh, it works really good for church events too.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's you know it's like it's called liars dice, but really, I mean it's not like uh, like coup where you have to you know you have to lie and that's how you win the game. Um, you never have to lie; you're just guessing how many dice there are. That's Absolutely, all there it could be know, there's nothing that dice. says you have to guess something that you have in your own cup. Uh, you're just <laughs> I mean
0: <laughs> That's that's true. That's true.
1: So I don't I don't feel any uh, conflict like that on my game at
0: all. Oh me neither. mostly when I you know, like I uh we have that in common too, that we, you know, work in churches or have I, I have worked in churches and stuff, but uh like that that hey this is a game, you know, and, and we can uh we can learn something about each other through a game and that's a fun thing, you know. We don't have to this isn't real life. Let's learn to tell the difference sure, between I the guess.
1: two. <laughs> um, so then then I think my number one Um, at least right now, is Love Letter. Oh, yeah. A lot of people think, well, you know, they've maybe kind of gotten over that or whatever. It's only 16 cards. But I just can't get over how amazing that game is for being only 16 cards. And just the surprises that come out of playing those different cards and how many different things can happen from game to game is just amazing. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe I would... um, Maybe not my favorite game to play ever, but just for the design of it, and just for the fact that it exists, I love that game.
0: Yeah, Seiji Kanai is a designer to admire when you are a game designer for sure. Right. Andy and I geek out about that guy all the time just because <laughs> he just keeps cranking them out, and they're all so small and elegant, and they they're filled with those moments. Have you played uh, Lost
1: Legacy yet? No, I need, I need to. I need to. I need to get all, all into it. But yeah.
0: Yeah, it's 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 really fun. We we um. We talked about it a little bit on our gen con uh, wrap-up show last last week and um i haven't played it enough to be like crazy in love with it yet but i think it's better than than love letter like it has a little bit more meat to it but it's still a small amount of cards with some neat interactions and one little more little additional phase at the end where you're trying to kind of uncover this hidden information kind of thing and uh hey man and then brave rats have you seen that one yet
1: no, I haven't seen that
0: one. Oh, uh, it's, it's a two-player game. It would be really great with the family because it's, uh, it's lighter. It has this beautiful rat art. And it's like you play two cards at the same time. Each of you simultaneously reveal whoever has the highest card wins. But each card has a special action that can trump the numbers. So mm-hmm. it's just like here we're talking about 16 cards again. And just a great experience. Because Love Letter isn't great with two players. But, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. That is the one down down. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Brave Rats scratches that itch big time, so it's yeah, that's that's a good one to check out if if you like his games. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Thanks for sharing me with me a little bit about kind of the the fillers that you like, uh, and give some people some new stuff to talk about. We haven't talked about Agricola creatures or uh, Liar Dice on the show before, so cool. if you haven't played those, listeners, go check them out. Philip the Berry says so. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, as we as we kind of wrap up, why don't you let us know, um. Kind of what's what's coming up? Um, besides, okay, we have Fidelitas is ending on Sunday, August thirty first. It's nineteen dollars for a USA pledge, and then you have Skyway Robbery just went up. I think that was what forty five bucks to get in on.
1: Right, and then and then you can you can get the deluxe version for fifty nine. It's got some extra wooden things.
0: Nice. Okay, so then what else is after that? What's what that you can share with us?
1: Well, in a, in a couple of months, uh, we'll have another Kickstarter uh, with eight Games uh, for Spirits of the Rice Patty. And that is a big old Euro game, too. That's another 90 minute kind of thing. Okay. Um, Not a filler. <laughs> but, right. I'm excited about that. And um, I do actually have a filler coming out sometime after that with Tasty Minstrel Games called uh, Battle Cruisers. Ooh. That's, that's going to be set in the uh, eminent domain world. And. Um, this is this is a game where uh, you only everybody has the same five cards and it's customizable. There's lots. And there's like 40 or 50 different cards, but you only get five of them or six of them during the game. And then everybody, you play one card, and if you play the same as somebody else, then uh, you, something bad happens to you. But if you play something different, you can do the good thing on your card.
0: Ah, that sounds interesting. And the, the eminent domain universe.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's. I think Andy Lennox loves that that game. So that's kind of <laughs> cool to, to see see that getting some more uh, stuff in that universe. Yeah, man, you, you're a busy guy. Uh, I can't really keep up with you. So, uh, not that it's my goal, but maybe maybe it will be secretly. You never know what's going on behind <laughs> behind my right. eyes in my brain. Well, thanks a lot for for coming on, Philip. Where can people uh, track you down if they want to read more about what
1: you're doing or
0: connect with you online?
1: Well, my blog is uh, fantasiogames.net, and uh, I'm on Twitter a lot at P. DuBerry, um, and I'm on Facebook and all that other stuff.
0: Awesome, man. Thanks so much for coming on the show, and thank you guys for tuning in. If you want to hear more great podcasts, uh, check out Dicetowernetwork.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Katarski, and give uh andy lennox my co-host a little love even though he's having a taking a break this week it's andy underscore lennox and we hope you get out there and you play some great little games and maybe consider backing fidelitas on kickstarter before it ends on sunday